Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our heart like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. These meetings are based on 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6, but we're not going to go there. I do want to go to John 10, 35. If you don't have this in your heart by now, you're never going to get it in your heart. But it says, 35, Jesus said, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. And the phrase I'm after is the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. And I had kind of a difficult day yesterday. I had a difficult day this morning, some pain. And while I was getting ready and I was trying to figure out why I was in pain and such. And the spirit of God said the most wonderful thing to me. He said, Kathy, I'm for you. I'm for you. Well, that wiped out everything I was thinking of. And it got more comforting. Okay, you know, if you know that God is for you, if you know that everything that you're involved in, he's right there with you, it's easier to take it. It's easier to overcome it. It's easier to get your faith. He is for us. That's Romans 8, 31. God is for us. Even if everybody else is against us, even if you don't have one friend, God is for you. And he proved it. He proved it. He sent Jesus to die for you. He sent Jesus to die for you. He proved he's for you. He wouldn't put Jesus through all that to get you justified, sanctified, made rich, healed, and then not be for you. And he's a father. So we're going to talk today about casting out devils. We are talking about you're in a war. And your enemy is not your husband. Your enemy is not your children. Your enemy is not your boss or your co-workers or your neighbors. Your enemy is the devil. Everyone else is a potential Christian. And we have to treat them as such. We have to bless them. We have to love them. We have to walk with them. But the devil is our enemy. And you know what? It is okay to hate the devil. Thank God, we got something to take out our frustration on. It is okay to hate the devil. And I'm going to start with a testimony. This happened back in 1985, the fall of 85. I started Water of Life Christian Training School here at Water of Life. And I'd been through some charismatic churches, not a lot. I had come out of a denominational church. So I was pretty new in the business. And when we started Water of Life Christian Training School, he, we would worship for a little bit, then Dole would speak, and then we would take a break, and then we, he'd speak again. He'd talk for two hours. And like I said the other day, he told us, put away your notebooks. I'm speaking to the heart. I speak to the heart. And what we said before, it's the Spirit of God written on the fleshly tables of the heart, not with a pen and ink. 
So if you're taking notes off of me, if you need the scriptures, that's one thing. But you don't need to do that. You need to listen. Let the Spirit of God that's coming out of me minister to you. So I was in this class, and one night I was sitting up front. Most of the time I was to the, to the table to the right, but this not us right in front of him. God set this whole thing up. And he ministered the program the first hour, and he stopped, and he hesitated, and we were taking the break. And I was sitting there, and we were kind of chit-chatting a little bit. Phil doesn't chit-chat a lot. He said something, and I said, oh, God will lean on you. It was amazing. His countenance changed instantly. And he looked right at me, and he said, God doesn't lean on you. If God leans on you, you're dead. God speaks to his servants, and they hear. We started the second hour, and I wanted to do this. I was embarrassed, ashamed that I would even say something like that. But what was really interesting was I started not feeling very good. Something was wrong inside of me. My stomach started churning. I couldn't even tell you what he was talking about that second hour. All I could think of is what is going on, what is wrong with me? And at the end of that hour, Dole said, we need to pray. And he started, walked around the room, and he was praying. And he came over to me. And I want you to listen close. Now, I said to him, God will lean on you. You know, I'd heard that in church. I didn't hear that on the streets. I heard that in church. So I took it as true. But he turned around and said, God doesn't lean on you. Nowhere in the scriptures does it say God will lean on you. If God leans on you, you're dead. But when he speaks to his servants and they hear. So I'm, I'm sitting here and, and now I'm starting to shake. And I'm thinking, now why am I shaking? What, my first thought was, how did I get the flu so fast? But then that feeling in here wasn't the flu. It started flip-flopping. And Dole walked over to me and he, he said, come out, you witchcraft, come out. Come out, you witchcraft. Now I had said something to him that was a lie that I learned in church and he's turning around and saying, come out, you witchcraft. Do you see that a lie that you learn that's apart from the word of God is witchcraft? It turns you away from the truth. And the more, I, the more he prayed, the worse it got. And then the most amazing thing happened. My throat, my mouth, and my nose I could swear if I had a mirror, they welded together to where it was just one opening. This is obviously going on in the spirit, and I'm thinking, what in the is going on? And then that thing that was in my stomach crawled up, crawled up my esophagus, got into my throat, I couldn't breathe for a moment, and then it went out that hole. And you know what? I saw it. I saw it. This little hometown girl saw it. And it was a spirit. It was a demon. It was about two feet tall. And it had a head, translucent, very thick translucent. You could almost see through it. It was a spirit. It was not solid. He had a head about this big. And then his body was just one like large teardrop. And it was very dark. It was like dark smoke. But he had two eyes and a mouth. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I screamed. And he screamed. And then he shot up through the ceiling. What are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? I heard preachers say Christians can't have demons. Well, then tell me what that was. Tell me what that was. Do you know what? Things changed after that. I didn't hear that thing talking to me so much. In fact, it stopped talking. And I was able to believe. And that was the, that was the purpose of God for me to see my enemy. Now, they're all different sizes and all different types. But I saw this one. And he knows I saw him. And any time that I'm in battle with him, I remember what he looks like. But I want us to turn to 1 John 3, verse 8. We're going to see how we can cast out the devil. Don't cast that one out of me. He's cast more than one. Verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. Did you know that? You are either of God or of the devil. You are not in the gray land. There is none. If you are in sin... You are in the devil. Sorry to tell you that, but it's time to come out. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. We know Lucifer was kicked out of heaven before the earth was made. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He's manifested. The Son of God came from heaven and came to earth as a man to destroy the works of the devil. To destroy those works. Jesus came to destroy them. Not condemn you in them. Destroy them. He came to destroy the devil. And if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I suggest it, read them. You will see how Jesus destroys the devil. People with awful diseases and things, Jesus was able to deliver them and set them free. You know, it's amazing. We have churches now that say, Jesus cast out all the devils. There's no more devils to cast out. Really? Have you ever been in the marketplace? They're still here, folks. And you know what? We can cast them out. Turn with me to Hebrews 2, 14. Hebrews 2, 14, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. I love this. For as much then as the children, the children, the children of God are partakers of flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same that through death, through death, he might destroy him, destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. If you look up that word destroy, it means to make of none effect, completely idle, none effect. He has no more authority. Oh, he's got power, but he's got no more authority. You know what that means? We can move him. Now we have the authority. He doesn't. Before he had the authority, now we got it. And how did that happen? When Jesus died and was buried and raised again, Jesus got the authority from Satan. And it's Jesus in us that has that authority. Isn't that wonderful? It's not us casting out the devil. It's Jesus in us that casts out the devil. It's Jesus in us that casts out the devil. And he's good at it. He's real good at it. Go with me to Matthew 28, 18. So you got a devil in your family. It's time to stand up. And like I said this morning, I had a, a difficult morning, but I wasn't going to let the devil win. All right, Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came. This is right after he was raised from the dead. 
Jesus came and spoke unto them, the disciples, and said, All power. All power. Do you get that? All. All. Not some. All. All power. All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now Jesus has it all. Jesus took back the authority that the devil got from Adam. God gave Adam dominion over the earth, and he handed it over to Satan. But Jesus was manifest in the flesh to destroy that, and he got it back. He got it back. Well, you say, well, why do we still have problems in the earth? Because the just shall live by faith. We got to do it just like God did it. We have to walk just like God does. God walks by faith. Jesus walks by faith. We have to walk by faith. But you know what? He gives us all the arsenal to do that. To do that. Now, turn with me to Luke 10, 17. Jesus has been given all power and all authority. And that authority is in us. Luke 10, I'm going to begin in verse, seven, in verse 17. Now, I want you to notice... Let's read verse 1 just so you get the gist of this. Chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, besides the 12. You see that? 70. So this isn't the apostles. I've heard some say, well, that was only for the apostles. What about these 70? There are no apostles in these 70. It doesn't say that any of these are apostles. It says he sent out 70 also, sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Now, go back to 17. After they've been out and about, they come back. 70 people come back. And they said, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. How? Through thy name. Through thy name. The devils are subject unto us through thy name. When Jesus was raised from the dead, God brought him out of hell. And then he took him to heaven and he is seated at the right hand of God. Angels, authorities, and powers being subject unto him. Jesus has all authority. And we have that authority through his name. It is him in us. Verse 17, and uh, verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all. Do you got that? All. You got any guts? Do you got any guts? All the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing shall any means hurt you. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And we got to add the next verse. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, because they are through the name of Jesus, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Do you know who's going up when God catches us all up to be with Jesus? Those whose names are written in the book of life. Is your name written in the book of life? Pack your bags. It's not that far off. Now, turn with me 1 John 4. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, 
and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you see what's in you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Get this revelation. Get this understanding who is in you. You have the spirit of the man who came to earth and went to the cross for you that had that ability to lay down his life and go to the cross as a man. He endured all that pain. He endured all that sickness. He endured all the disease, all the poverty. He endured it all. It said that he was marred more than any man, and he did it as a man, and he did it for you. That strength of that spirit is in you. And then he was raised, he went to hell for you. He endured hell, paying for our sins, paying for everything that we have done. And when the father was satisfied with his sacrifice, he raised Jesus from the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead because he was satisfied for the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. For you. The sacrifice was accepted. The father accepted that sacrifice. And that man... That man was raised from the dead. He came out of the grave as a man. I think it's, is it, uh, one, of the, one of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John says, he talks to the disciples, he says, handle me. Handle me. Touch me. A spirit doesn't have flesh and bones like I do. He came out of the grave as a man. Mary thought he was the gardener. That blew me away when God showed that. Mary thought he was the gardener. Gardeners don't sparkle. Gardeners aren't translucent. Gardeners don't hover six inches off the ground and they don't have halos. She thought he was a gardener. He was Jesus. And then the father took that man that raised from the dead for us and he brought him up into heaven. He ascended up into heaven. That must have been a glorious day. That must have been one glorious day when they received him back into heaven. All conquering the devil. Conquering all our sin. Conquering every spirit. Walking in to the holiest of holies and sitting down next to the Father. That must have been one heck of a day. And that man, that spirit of that man is in us. That's why we can tackle the devil. That's why we can cast him out. Now, I will say this. It is faith to faith. It is faith to faith. It says that in Romans. You're not going to start casting out devils by casting out some wicked disease out of a person. You know who you're going to start with? Yourself. That's where I started. I started casting out, casting out devils yourself? Yes. You know, you can pray and the Spirit of God will lead you. That Spirit of God knows how to do this. And he will lead you and he will guide you and he will show you how to cast out devils. The first person I cast them out, myself. Then I started casting them out of my children. You know, the, the, I remember one of my favorite testimonies of casting out devils, my daughter. She had already graduated from, from high school. She was still living at home. She hadn't moved out yet. And she was working. Well, I walked in her room one morning and she was holding the bucket. She was sick. She wasn't working that day, but she was sick. And I walked in and the spirit of God came up in me. And I said, come out of her, you witchcraft spirit in Jesus' name. Come out of her. You know, she started trembling. 
she started shaking. And you know what the wonderful thing was? I had to go to work. I said, now you okay? She said, I think I'll be okay. When I got home several hours later, she cleaned the house. She had cleaned the house. My first thought was, I got to do this more often. I got a clean house for casting the devil out of my daughter. Now, it's Luke eleven twenty. Now, I want you to consider this. Jesus said in, Matt, in Mark 16, these signs follow them that believe. They cast out devils. These signs follow them that believe the gospel. They cast out devils. If your church heals, but it doesn't cast out devils, something's amiss. Because the first thing on that list, you believe the gospel, you cast out devils. You cast out devils. Jesus, if you read, when you're reading Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John, look how many devils he cast out. He was constantly casting out devils. The, the woman that was bent over, he, he prayed for her. The first thing he did was he cast the spirit of infirmity out of her. Then he healed her. He had to get the spirit out first. And then she was healed. You know, and a lot of times when you look in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when it says cast out devils, it says the person's healed. Do you know that there are times when the devil comes out of you, you're healed? It's considered a healing. Oh, it's considered a healing. It's nice when it's out. It's considered a healing. Now, Luke eleven twenty. I want to show you how Jesus did this. And they're upset at him because he cast the devil out. And he said, verse 17, But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falleth. I've had people say, people, the, only, the people in the charismatic movement that have the Holy Ghost, they cast out devils by the devil. Well, Jesus is answering your question right here. Verse 18, If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. If I cast by it, if I ca if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they should be your judges. But look at this. If I, but if I, with the finger of God, with the finger of God, in another place it says spirit of God. If I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. When you start casting out devils, you got the kingdom. You got the kingdom. That's the beginning of the kingdom. When you start casting those devils out, and you know what the nice thing is? You don't have to ask permission on your children. You can pray. You can bind the devil over them. Jesus said, I give you power. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Do you know how many girlfriends I have chased and boyfriends I have chased out of my children's lives because I knew in here they were the wrong one for them? My daughter finally said to me, we're not telling you if, you're dating, or if we're dating anybody any, anymore because you're going to go bless them and pray for them and cast them out and we won't have anybody to go out with. I said, good. I said, good. I said, and you don't think God will tell me if I need to pray for you? You don't think, you don't think God, and you know, I got ears. I can hear. I've had God say, you better start praying for this one. No problem. No problem. We can bind whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever demon you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You know you can bind the devil over your money. 
You can bind the devil over your money. Oh, he likes to mess with the finances. And the first thing you think of is what did I do? What did I do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. The devil's after it. Get him off of it. What did we say at the very beginning? You don't run away from the devil, you run right at him. And like I said before I started this meeting, when I came out here, I was in pain. I was in pain. But I was not going to let the devil win. You know what? That pain's almost gone. Why? The Spirit of God in me. The Spirit of God in me. So we're going to stay here all day. <laughs> so, so I'm not in pain. No, that's... But, you're right. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That is a promise. That is a promise of Jesus. And it came through the gospel. When Jesus was in hell and Jesus was put in the grave, every spirit, every spirit was against that man. Every spirit was on him, especially hell and death. The two biggies. Hell and death. Do you know when Jesus came out of the grave, he overcame death. He overcame death. He didn't just walk out, he overcame death. He overcame hell. They didn't want to let him go. They did not want to let him go. But his faith in the Father, he overcame hell. He overcame death. And it says in the scripture, he overcame every spirit that he made a show of them openly when he walked out of the grave. Every spirit you come up against has already been overcome. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he. And you say, well, how, you know, I'm going to have to be a Christian for 10 years before I do this. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll tell you what, you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You need that baptism in the Holy Ghost. These signs follow them that believe the gospel. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Well, you can't speak in a new tongue until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is the one that will tell you what to do. It is so fun that the devil will tell you what spirit it is. I mean, the Spirit of God will tell you what spirit you're dealing with. And the Spirit of God will tell you how to get rid of it. He'll tell you what to say. You know, God, the Spirit of God has told me things through the Spirit with the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom. And a person was there shaking and, you know, the, the, the devil's trying to, we're trying to get the devil out. And I've leaned up and said one little word and that's all they needed to hear. And he's gone. I love when he goes. Now, do you want that? Do you want to have the authority for your children, for you, for your husband, for your family? Do you want to walk in that authority? The first thing you've got to do is get the man with the authority in you. And the only way to do that is to be born again, to receive Jesus. And how do you do that? Jesus made it simple. He's listening. All he wants you to do is pray and ask him, Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Take over my life. I believe that you were raised from the dead. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. 
She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.